And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves a new week, new matchups, and a new BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL. I am Cody Decker, former baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio and with me my main man he is Ryan Horvat you got to check him out on BetMGM tonight in fact you can check him out on BetMGM and BetMGM tonight tonight I believe yeah he is the one and only Ryan Horvat and it's really good to have you back man how are you doing my friend good to be back had a uh, long weekend for the first time in a long time it was awesome but uh I did I pretty much laid on the couch watched a bunch of college baseball like I said go Notre mm-hmm. Dame shout out to them won the regional plus 150 no big deal uh, and then watched more baseball last night. It was live betting baseball, so that's pretty much all I did. Did lay by the pool a little bit, but it's good to be back. I'm excited for the week. Well, glad to have you back, and I hope you enjoyed your three-day weekend, oh, yeah. as you should have, Ryan Horvat, even though it wasn't a normal three-day weekend for everybody. But the way the games were set up yesterday, you would definitely would have thought that yesterday was some sort of weird holiday because we had a very few amount of games on Monday but some absolute barn burner games, obviously. So we're going to talk about Monday night games as if they were part of the weekend. And let's go ahead and pick an AL and NL team of said weekend. And I'm going to start with the NL side. Okay. Listen, if we're going off the weekend, you can't say it's not the Mets. The New York Mets on Saturday go to Los Angeles. They end up splitting the series with the Dodgers. But on Saturday, they beat the Dodgers. Sunday, they beat the Dodgers. And Monday, they go in and beat the San Diego Padres. Eduardo Escobar hits for the cycle last night. Um, first Met to do it in over a decade. The Mets, man. The Mets are real. The Mets are real. The Mets are real. You cannot deny it anymore. This is a real contending major league team. I think this might be the Mets' year. Yeah, I'm with you, man. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Uh, another team that's heated up, heating up a little bit in that division, besides my Philadelphia Phillies, who, as we know, they make a change uh, with their manager last year, and now all of a sudden they look like a real baseball team. Let's wait and see them play some real competition. But the Braves are 7-3 and three in their last 10. Yes, they are. problem is they're still nine games back because the Mets are that good. They're 38-19, and 19, so even though the Braves are finally a game above 500. Uh, still nine games back, plenty of season to play. I'm actually going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, because they're seven and three in their last ten, and the reason that's so big. And granted, okay, so you're playing against the Chicago Cubs, I get, but you're beating up on teams that you should. You've had some disappointing losses, but now you're 32 and 23, which means they're only a half game behind the Brewers, who right now offensively are a little bit of a mess. Uh, the fans. Mm-hmm. They're calling the Christian Yelich deal one of the worst in Major League Baseball history. They're still on the hook for a lot of money with Lorenzo Cain. And, yeah. I mean, Yelich looks bad right now. He does. Yeah. And it's not just only, it's not only at the plate. He looks bad in the field as well, man. He looks lazy out there. Hate to it's say it. It's unfortunate because I really want him to do well. And it looked like at the beginning of the season he was turning that corner and becoming back to Christian Yelich. In yeah. fact, in the month of April, he was leading all of Major League Baseball in quality contact in that he had the most hard contact of any player in the game, yep. yet he was hitting 200. So he was just running into some bad luck. But I got to tell you, as a ball player, running into that bad luck and seeing those numbers makes you feel like you are just not playing well. And so that had to stick in the back of his mind because when he was playing well, the numbers weren't showing up. And yeah. that's off the charts frustrating. 
and then you know you go into a lull like he's in right now. It just seems like there's no way out. I hope he gets out of it. Keep in mind, this guy's incredibly young. He's a former MVP, off the charts talented. I gotta believe he can get out of this. But yeah, right now it's looking rough. And I agree with you on that Lorenzo. I never liked that Lorenzo Kane signing. I never understood that Lorenzo Kane signing. $100 million for a guy that is, I'm sorry, just too old to be giving $100 million to. Yeah, you know, and um, love Josh Hader, obviously. I'm rooting for that mm -hmm. Cy Young ticket to cash. He's been great out of the bullpen. Uh, but they're banged up already this season, man. I'm actually going to hedge off a little bit on the uh, NL Central because for some reason the Brewers with that half-game lead and all these injuries, minus 250 still to win the Central. I kind of like the Cardinals a little bit more. They're plus 175 today uh, to win the division. I'm, I'm going to take a little piece of that because I'm on the Brewers a little bit too heavy. It's where like I was looking at the Twins, you know, where you're still getting plus money on the Twins. I look at the White Sox second half of the season. If they could get healthy the way things line up, they should still win that division. But I don't know about the Brewers, man. I, I, Paul Goldschmidt could win MVP. If Nolan Arenado like, puts together a couple good months, he could win MVP. I don't know that the Cardinals are going anywhere. So that's my NL team of the week. I don't think the Cardinals are going anywhere as well. I think they're good. Um, I think uh, we were all fading them at the beginning of the season a little bit. I don't even know if we were fading them. Yeah. We just forget about them. Well, Flaherty's hurt. I mean, you know, it's like... Imagine if they get fully healthy. Well, I mean, with Flaherty hurt, and, you know, we don't know if some of those arms can stay healthy. And we don't know what we're going to get out of Michaelis because Michaelis hasn't really done much since he's come back from Japan. This year, Michaelis has been amazing. This team, for the most part, has stayed healthy. Flaherty's been out of it. But, they, but man, this team has just been swinging the bat so, so, so good. Um, let's flip it over to the AL side. Yeah. I think an obvious choice, obviously, would always be the Yankees. But I think it's time we got to start paying attention to the Toronto Blue Jays, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Hey, they're starting to pick it up. And by the way, they're picking it up while Vladdy Jr. isn't doing anything. So this, this team, uh, if Vladdy Jr. starts getting going, he's, he's hitting like, what, 245 right yeah. now? If he starts hitting his 340, this team might be unstoppable. Yeah, I was upset last night. They were up uh, 8 to nothing in that game, and I have them for fantasy purposes. Really need a victory, and all of a sudden, they uh, pinch hit him last night. He didn't get his last A.B. I was upset, man. I was rooting for a dinger. I, uh, so what I got done saying about the Twins, so like the Sox should be feasting right now, man, but instead they've went 4-6 and six in their last 10, but so have the Twins. Like The Twins have already come back down to earth. They're only 32-24, and 24, but the only team that's taken advantage – the Guardians, 6-4 and four in their mm -hmm. last 10 games, as crazy as that sounds. I was looking at them. I'm with you on the Blue Jays. That's where I was going to go. The only problem is the Yankees are also 8-2 and two in their last 10 and 39-15. They <laughs> so they're just fighting for that wild card spot. I'll throw an honorable mention to the Seattle Mariners, actually, after we ragged on them. 7-3 and three in their last 10, still five games below 500, but playing much better baseball. They're at least fun to watch again. Astros are 6-4 and four in their last 10, though, 15 games above 500. And they're taking advantage of the free fall that is the Los Angeles Angels. I wish there was a way I could hedge off that bet, but there's there's nothing I could do there. Now two games below 500. I, I know we're both going to agree that that's the uh, you know that that that's our uh, garbage team of the week or whatever we're calling it. This garbage Tommy team of the world. <laughs> like, dude, listen. There's no one else we're going to like, – listen, we know what the segments, this segment is. Best of the weekend, worst of the weekend. We're not talking about anybody else about worst of anything no. other than the Angels, period. I mean, yeah, there are teams. There are 
There are the Kansas City Royals, who are now in the cellar of their division, the absolute currently probably yeah. worst team in baseball. Uh, the Detroit Tigers have actually started to win a couple of games here and there. Now, are they playing up to their capability? No, and they're not going to for the rest of the season. That You just punt on that year. But however, it's not that the Angels are the worst team in baseball. They aren't. It's that this meteoric fall is incredibly painful. Yes. It, to go from the best record in the American League to 11 straight losses. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, 12 straight losses now. 12 straight losses. Yeah. Um, with Mike Trout, who is healthy. With Shohei Otani, who is healthy. With Marsh, who is healthy. I mean, yeah, Rendon's not healthy at the moment, but offensively, that's it. This pit team's pitching would finish maybe third in the Western Athletic Conference. Yeah. This is brutal. This is so bad. And the it's not like the Angels don't know. They're well aware of their pitching problems. They went out and they signed Thor this offseason. And he, Thor pitched a hell of a game yesterday, by the yeah, way. Yeah, man. A One beautiful loss. game. Yeah. One nothing loss. He pitched his ass off. And he's had some other outings where he's pitched his ass off. But I... I can't even tell what is going on. This is just brutal. It is painful to watch. This season, hell, earlier on the season, Joe Madden has made some moves that made no sense. They worked out. Like, one was, like, crazy. Didn't he, like, pinch hit for – or so, it was something, like, really out there. And it just ended up working out. They came back and won later, and he said, I was trying to fire up my players. That was that was the game where he intentionally walked the runner home with the bases. Yes. And there was, like, one out. And, and, and all the runners came home to score, I believe, and, and – they, they, they miraculously won the game. It was a high-scoring game. Yeah. And, and he was like, yep, I had to fire up the troops. And it was like, yeah. no, all no. those runs came home to score. You got lucky. To which I'm like, you have to fire up the troops. You just cost your pitcher some ERA. Yeah. Um, you just cost put your team in a worse position. Yeah. Uh, this, this Joe Madden, like, hey, you know, everything is so different and crazy and throwing things at the wall style. Yeah. Is the worst. Yeah. It has always been the worst. The Cubs won a World Series despite it. Trust me. Go back and watch that Game 7. Joe Madden did everything he could to make sure the Indians would win the World Series that year. He should have never pulled Kyle Hendricks. He walks out no! there and Hendricks put his face in the glove and just screamed. And that was Kyle Hendricks. Towards the end of the year, man, that year, and, and like, you know, uh, I mean, it was like... I remember there was a game where Arietta threw like 20 pitches or something like that, and he was trying to save his arms, and Arietta was pissed. He was like, hey, like we need to try to win these games. I don't know. They had such a big lead in the division that he played it really cute and safe the final two months of the season. And then they weren't really hot going into the postseason, and they got caught sleepwalking a couple times. With the Angels, so they have the highest team ERA in Major League Baseball. So we could talk about the rotation stinks other than Thor, but the bullpen's just as bad. They're yeah. terrible with runners in scoring position. And Mike Trout, hate to say it, this might be the worst stretch of his career. He's won for his last 25. He was 0 for 16. Like, he finally got a base hit the other night. They have not been good. And uh, I don't think they're going to turn it around. I don't know what they could do to turn it around. I got to be honest, because I love Joe Madden. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's lost it a little bit. I thought he I lost it love four years ago. Yeah, I think I love the idea of Joe Madden. I loved the idea. Back I would love him in the Rays broadcast and, booth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it would be great. But also, no, like, when he was with the Rays and then came to the Cubs, it was like almost like 
Joe Madden is this outside the box thinker. He's this, he like all these things. He's throwing things at the wall that are different and yeah. it confuses. To, and and then you come to realize it's not a mad scientist or mad genius thing. No. It's just a crazy person throwing things everywhere with really talented players and getting away with it. Exactly. And he's definitely not getting away with it in Anaheim. No. He's just not. No. And I don't know what's got to change over there. Something needs to change. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's Joe Madden. Um, this front office is a new front office. It's only their second year. They're trying to make new moves. They're trying to bring in some arms. Again, last year, 20-round draft. They drafted 20 pitchers. So yeah. they know what they need to do. So I do think the future is bright in Anaheim. I was just hoping the future would start this year. Well, the problem is... The future is bright for now, man. But if they don't start winning some games, Otani's going to end up being a Yankee. Trout's oh, gonna, yeah, he's gone. Trout's going to end up elsewhere. Yeah, can we be real clear? I want to make something abundantly clear. The future can be bright when it comes to their prospects. Shohei Otani will not be an angel for much longer. Okay. No way. Right. There's no way. Yeah. If In fact, when, when's his contract up? Next year? Uh, I want to say next year. Can you imagine what the trade market will be next year if the Angels are out of it? Dude. I'm just, I want to point this out. If the Angels are out of it in 2023, come trade deadline, oh my God, Shohei Otani. I, I would honestly immediately place a bet on the Angels to win the 2025 World Series. So he's based on the haul they'll get back for Shohei Otani. So he's scheduled for arbitration in two, uh, 2023. So he's eligible to become a free agent in 2024 if the sides obviously don't agree to that extension. Okay. Which so I, it, he ain't, he is not agreeing to that extension. So yeah. No way. There's no way. Can, could, I, I look back, I can't believe Trout did. It's like the that's good to hear. Like, I feel like if Otani becomes a Yankee, which most likely is going to happen, then Juan Soto can't also become a Yankee. But I like I mean, that is true. But he'll he'll become a Met. Maybe you got to look at the teams that can afford him. I right. mean, Juan Soto. I mean, the Cubs say they're spending money. I'm just gonna throw that out there. They say they're spending money. John Heyman. I I, re I read the reports. I listen to Heyman. Listen, I would kill for the Cubs to sign Juan Soto. Dude, uh, I, I will go on the I will go on the recruiting trip. I would love. I'll it. take them to Sluggers. Be... We'll eat hot dogs. We'll play dueling pianos. We'll hit up the batting cages. We'll. Can I point out we'll what he turned down from the Nats? Bombs. What's that? Yeah. Do, do I have to remind you what he turned down from the Nats? I'll give him more. You will. The plus, Cubs won't. Plus, as somebody that lives in D.C., I mean this with all due respect. I would rather live in Chicago. I would rather play Wrigley every day. The fans I agree are actually with you. there's real fans that and here let me say this really <laughs> quick. Let me sell you on the Cubs, all right? Alfonso Soriano. Yeah. All right. I don't think the guy was ever booed a day in his life. What I'm saying is even if you are mediocre or you don't live up to your contract, look, I, Jason Hayward doesn't get booed. By me, he does. I would boo the hell out of Jason <laughs> Hayward. He's terrible, Cody. I'm not kidding when I tell you he's the worst free agent signing in Major League Baseball history when you have to justify his glove in some stupid rain delay speech that should have never had to be given because, like you said, Joe Madden did everything in his power to blow that lead. Rajiv Davis should have never hit that shot. Chapman should have never been in that game yet. Hendricks should have never been pulled in that game. But uh, even if you come to, you know, the north side, you hit 225, you're a big failure, you'll never get booed a day in your life. The fans will love you regardless. <laughs> the lovable failure. losers, baby. Juan Soto, this, come on down. Boom. 
Listen, um, I, I'm the biggest I'm the biggest Cub guy you, you're gonna find in this. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. It's just he turned down how much from the Nats? Uh, I don't know. What was like it? Four hundred and fifty million dollars. Is that what? Did they come out and actually say that that was the price? They, they, it was in. It was over four hundred. I thought it was. Was it five hundred? What are they? I don't know. If it got, I don't know if it got to five hundred, but it got to a number that we hadn't heard yet. It was like trout number. Um, and he turned it down. Yeah. You know, the Cubs are not offering more. Mm-hmm. You know, the Cubs are barely going to offer less. You know, the Cubs aren't getting them. I would love for the Cubs to get them. The Cubs can absolutely afford them, but they're not going to do it. I was going to say, I actually know. have some positive things to say about the Cubs though, man. Like I, I would maybe they're playing good by the way. I think, I think they need to, and I know they're not going to, I, the problem is, you know damn well uh, the Ricketts. You you know Tom Ricketts. He has no idea that Wilson Contreras is still on that team. Once I, I get nervous every time they post highlights on on social media. He's gonna see that and be like, "What? We're still paying this guy? Got to trade him away." Him and Jed will you know be on the phone right away. But I think that they should uh, extend Wilson Contreras. I think he's great for all these young dudes. He I actually, is. I love these he prospects. Is. He's a this team's actually. I'll say it. Last couple weeks, I've actually had some fun watching them as they call some of these guys up. I'd want to come play in Chicago, uh, over Washington especially. I would too. And yeah, th- by the way, yeah, I know they're twenty three and thirty two, but this team is been playing some good baseball as of late. I mean, yeah. they're they're going to be hopefully like I think the goal for this team should be to be close to five hundred. That should be a legitimate goal to try to accomplish this season. If they get above five hundred this season, I would call that a really really positive thing. And if they can hit the free agent market and really go get a couple of guys, hey man, that division isn't great. Right. Right. They can compete next year. They can compete now. Right. We don't ah. even know. We don't even know if the Brewers are good. We still have no clue if the Brewers are good. Like the Cardinals have the faces. The I, we, I like the Cardinals better pretty much, even though I like the Brewers pitching staff better and the bullpen better, just because I actually trust the Cardinals with runners in scoring position to score some damn runs. I never, the the Brewers can't score. They can't hit. Yeah. Well, um, man, I've been enjoying this deep dive into the angels and they are a dumpster fire. I hope they turn it around. Cause again, I know we're making fun of it and we're making, you know, cracking a joke here and there, but make no mistake. I want the Angels to win. Yeah, me too. I want the Angels in the playoffs. I want to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani go as deep into October as possible because that would be the best for baseball. I also want the Astros to not be in the playoffs. For the love of God. No. But it looks like we're not getting the things we want because we don't deserve nice things. No, we don't. That's the problem, man. And, you know, this was the year where I said – you know, I went pretty hard on one NL team, one AL team that I believed in the last couple of years. And I said, at least one of these teams is at least going over their win total. And that's the Phillies and that's the Angels. Everything changes every week. I actually have more hope right now for the Phillies than I do the Angels. I said it. Yeah, four in a row since firing Joe Girardi, man. Maybe. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Maybe. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back. We're going to do some prop bets. Let's do some prop shopping right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. 